right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Worship in the Park. If you are a visitor with us this morning, man, we're really glad that you're here. We are Glen Allen Bible Church, and we exist to help people follow Jesus. If you've joined us this morning, we're glad you're here. We hope you feel quickly at home. We hope that uh, you feel a part of our community of faith this morning. My name is John Vanderveld. I serve as one of the pastors on staff, and I'm going to share a little message with us this morning. Then we'll do some baptisms, and then we'll have a couple songs to end our time together. You're, you're welcome to stay and have lunch if you'd like, if you brought a picnic lunch, and you're welcome to hang out here as long as you'd like today, as long as you can bear the heat, right? You're welcome to stay. This week, I learned from the research division at Google in the category, the search category, religion and spirituality, that the top search term every year, the number one term in the category of religion and spirituality entered into Google is what is love. Every year since 2012. Isn't that interesting? It's interesting to me. It's interesting to me that people want to know what love is. How do we define love? How do I know if I'm in love? What is love like? What does love feel like? I remember a few years ago, one of my kids came to me and said, Dad, how did you know when you loved mom? How did you know when you loved mom? And I remember replying, I said something like this. Well, I just knew it. I knew I was in love because she was all I could think about. That's how I knew that I was in love with mom. Is that what love is? Is that how we define love? Because sometimes all I can think about is fresh chips and salsa. Well, the search term, what is love, is interesting to me. It, it's interesting to me. It piques my interest. I want to know more. But what is even more interesting to me is the search term that sits in the second place. The number two spot since 2012 in the category of religion and spirituality at Google is who is Jesus? Number one, what is love? Number two, Every year since 2012, who is Jesus? The world wants to know, how do I love? What is love? And the second thing they're asking is, who is this Jesus? Who is Jesus? Well, clearly, I may not have been great at answering my child's question about love, about question number one, but hopefully, hopefully I'm a little bit better at answering question number two. And what I'm going to try to do today is I'm going to try to make the case that the actual answer, the real answer to question number one is actually found in the answer to question number two. You want to know what love really is? then let me tell you about Jesus. 
it shouldn't be surprising that people are confused about who Jesus is. Since the day of his birth, people have been wondering who Jesus was. In fact, when Jesus was born, the king in Israel at the time thought that Jesus would grow to become this phenomenal military leader. And so King Herod went about trying to kill baby Jesus. As a younger boy, his family made a trip to Jerusalem, and Jesus wandered off. And for days, they couldn't find him. He was in the temple, and he was speaking with the Jewish leaders and the rabbis and the scholars. And they were blown away at his teachings and his insights, even as a small boy. Who is this boy, they wondered. As a grown man, at the peak of his life and ministry on earth, Jesus asked his disciples, this group that had formed around him, that he had called to walk with him and do ministry with him, he asked them, hey guys, hey guys, who, who do the people, who do the people say that I am? Who do people say that I am? And his disciples answer him, oh, oh Jesus, some people. Some people, they think that you are John the Baptist. And another disciple chimes in, oh, I heard somebody say that you're actually Elijah, that you've come back and you are Elijah. And then another disciple chimes in and says, no, 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 no. I heard somebody say he's Jeremiah. He's Jeremiah. He's like the prophets of old. And we know today, today, 2,000 years later, people are still unsure about who Jesus is. In fact, I recently watched a video where a guy went around New York City, and he asked, he's got, he's got his phone out, and he's, he's filming, and he, he asks people, who is Jesus? There's like 150 million views on this video. And he's going around New York City, he's asking people, who is Jesus? And the answers are, are everything that you could imagine. One older man says he was a great teacher. Somebody else says, oh, he was a, a prophet. A young person says, oh, no, no, he is the son of God. Somebody says, he's an absolute fool. Another person says, totally fake. And as she says, totally fake, her friend says, yeah, an absolute marketing genius. He asks these people, who is Jesus? Somebody else says, he's my best friend. Another person says, he's my hope. Another person says, Jesus, he's my homeboy. So who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Who is he? Who is he really? And why does it matter? Well, most people in the world today accept the fact that Jesus was a real person. And that Jesus was a real Jewish man. And he, he truly lived in Israel about 2,000 years ago. And, and people largely agree and believe that he had a group of disciples and that he traveled around Israel and he taught the Jewish people about God. That's, that's largely 
believed by everybody today. But the debate comes in. And this is why people type in to Google, who is Jesus? Because the debate comes in when we begin to discuss his full identity, his true identity. Almost every major religion in the world teaches that Jesus was a man, that Jesus was a prophet, that Jesus was a good teacher, that Jesus was a very godly man. But the Bible, the Bible, the the scriptures that we follow as Christians tells us a very different story. And infinitely, infinitely more than just a good man, a good teacher, a prophet. In fact, Christianity has staked everything, staked its life on the fact that Jesus is much, much, much more than just these things. So I think the best way to find an answer to this question The answer of who is Jesus, the best way to find an answer to that question is actually to look at what Jesus says about himself. If we go straight to the source, Jesus says about himself in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father Except through me. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now for many of us today, these words may be somewhat familiar. In fact, when I say them and I, I read them, they, for many of us, we've heard these words over and over again. And they may have lost some of their punch. But to the followers of Jesus who heard him say this for the first time 2,000 years ago, these words would have shattered their world. These words would have been unbelievable, unfathomable to hear. Because for centuries, these Jewish people were trying, desperately trying to make their way back to God, to connect with God, to please God. God, to honor God. And there was a system that they followed. Some details that they followed in the law and some sacrifices that they would carry out. God in his his grace gave his people, even in their sin and brokenness, a means and a method to, to purify themselves so that they could connect with God. Ultimately, the system was designed to help turn their hearts to him and worship him. The details they followed and the sacrifices they followed didn't save them. They were were designed to turn their hearts to him. But the system was temporary, and and they knew that the system was temporary. The people knew that one day God, in his grace, would provide for them a Messiah, that he would provide a, a Savior who would truly purify them, who would truly set them free, a free gift from God, a once and for all final sacrifice 
for the people. A true and lasting way back to God. These people were were hoping and waiting for a Messiah that would come not only to set things right for them, but to put all humanity back in a right relationship with God. That all humanity could, could put their hope and their trust and their belief in this Messiah who would transform their hearts once and for all and heal them from their sin once and for all. So what Jesus is saying here, when Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, what he is saying here is, I am that Messiah. The one you've been waiting for has come. The one who is here to to purify you and to, to make it possible for you to have a right relationship with God. He is, he is I. I have come. I am the gift of God for the people of God. I am the one who has who has come to set humanity free from the bondage of sin and death. I am the one. I am the good news. I am the one, the one who was promised. I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is good news. This is good news. Anyone, anyone can can turn to me. Anyone can believe in me and make their way back to God. Belief in me alone as your Lord and Savior. And Jesus is saying that faith in him is the only way to God. So what does this mean for Jesus? What does this mean for him? What what does this mean for his life? It means that in his grace and in his love that he died for us. He died for us, for, for humanity. He is that sacrifice. He's died for us, for the lost and the broken and the sinful. People like me and people like you. This is what he has come to do, to to die for us. The Bible tells us that Jesus lived a a perfect and sinless life. And in doing so, he was the, the perfect sacrifice for our sins, taking on our sin and our guilt and our shame and our ugliness. He's the perfect sacrifice for our sin, the only acceptable sacrifice. And more than this, more than this, Jesus tells us that he is the actual son of God, a perfect sacrifice given to us by God, his son. This is how much I am loved. And this is how much you are loved. That God sent his perfect son to be a perfect sacrifice for the the sins of humanity. Jesus loved us. Jesus loved me and Jesus loves you so much that he died for us. We no longer need to live in the 
this sin and shame and guilt that we face. The Messiah has come. Our Savior has come. And when we believe in this truth, and when we confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, church, we are healed forever. And we are free. No matter what that is in your life that is weighing you down, that besetting sin or that thing that you keep going back to, in Jesus, you can be free from that. The weight that you feel to be perfect. You can be free from that in Jesus by, by putting your hope and trust and belief in him. We are free. And Jesus has provided this, this way back to God that we don't just have joy and meaning and purpose and freedom here on earth. We get to spend eternity with him because of his death for our sins. Church, this is good news, isn't it? This is good news. Finally, Jesus goes on to say in John chapter 15, verses 12 and 13, Jesus says this, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Church, this, this is how Jesus, the answer to question Number two, answers the question number one. What is love? What is love? Greater love, perfect love, absolute love, the best kind of love is Jesus because he laid his life down for us. Love in its greatest form is what Jesus did for us. He laid his life down for us. If you're typing into Google and you want to know what love is, look to Jesus. Follow Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. He truly is the answer to the question, what is love? It's Jesus. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This death that Jesus died this gracious life-giving sin freeing sacrifice that jesus was for us this death that he died for us well that is not the end of the story it doesn't end with our savior dying the story goes on because jesus could not be held by death death could not conquer him Death could not hold him. Jesus raised from the dead. Church, our Jesus is not in a tomb. Jesus is alive. Death is not the end of the story. Death could not hold Jesus. Death could not conquer our Messiah and Savior. Jesus rose from the dead. He conquered death. And in his resurrection, he conquered the power of sin. The resurrection matters because in his resurrection, we can know that he was truly who he said he was. That he really was the Messiah. He really was the Lord and Savior that was promised. That we can really trust him. That we can really put our hope in him. Because he has raised from the dead. 
when Jesus asked his disciples, guys, when he asked his disciples, guys, who do people say that I am? And they answered, some say you're John the Baptist, and some say you're Elijah, and some say you're Jeremiah. When he asked that question, he followed up with a second question. Jesus followed up with a second question, and he asked his disciples, well, who do you, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? I, I know what others are saying about me now. Now, what do you say? And a guy named Peter, a guy named Peter, one of his disciples stood up and he answered in all boldness and confidence, you are the Messiah. Jesus, you are the Messiah. You are the son of the living God. You are the one we've been waiting for. You are the promise that is now fulfilled. So for all of you gathered here today, I ask you, who is Jesus? If Jesus asked you, who do you say that I am? How do you respond? Who do you say that he is? Do you believe? Do you believe today? Would you answer the question like Peter? Have you put your trust, your belief, your hope in Jesus? If you answer yes to that question, praise God. Praise God. We're brothers and sisters following after Jesus together with a whole lot of hope. A whole lot of freedom. If you aren't trusting Jesus today, if you answer that question with, I don't really know, I'm not really sure, I know he was a good guy, but I, I don't know about this Messiah stuff. Or maybe, maybe you're saying, I, I, I've never proclaimed. That he is the Messiah. And I believe. Today I believe. That he is the Lord and Savior of my life. And I want that. Well today it's, it's really easy on this beautiful day. You can cry out to him. I believe. Jesus I believe. In your heart you can cry out to him. I believe. I don't, I don't want to live this life without you anymore. I've been thinking about you for a long time, Jesus, and today you broke through. Today, I want to believe. I've been going through the motions. I've been going to church. I've been following around. I've been reading the Bible, but Jesus, you've never broken through, but today you are. And you can cry out to him, I believe. I don't want to live like this anymore without you. I'm a sinner, Jesus, and I want to be saved. And you can tell him today, I want to be free. You can say, sorry, Jesus, for how I've lived without you. Today, I want to live with you. And he'll invade your life and he will change everything for you. You can cry out to him, I believe. 
I believe. In a moment, we're going to celebrate some baptisms. We're going to celebrate some baptisms. If you're getting baptized this morning, you can go ahead and make your way to the, uh, to the tank, the trough. We're going to celebrate baptism this morning. And these folks, these, these young people that are coming forward this morning, these are people that have said yes to Jesus. <laughs> these are people that said, Jesus, I don't want to do this without you anymore. Even at a, a young age, they said, I want Jesus in my life. Man, praise God for that. At a young age, making that commitment to say, I want to follow Jesus. I believe. I don't want to do this on my own anymore. And Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. They said, I believe. They've said yes to Jesus. And when you say yes to Jesus, you get to make a public presentation of your faith to the church. That's what we're gathered here today for these folks. They're going to share what Jesus has done in their life. And we do this strange thing, this, this strange thing where we go into the water and we come out of the water. It's really, church, it's really a symbol of what, of what the, the Christian life is like. We go down into the water in, in our sin, and then we're cleansed. It's symbolic. We're cleansed by Jesus, and we take a new breath of life with him. Isn't that beautiful? That's what baptism is all about. That's what we're going to celebrate this morning. It's a, it's a symbol of saying yes to Jesus and being transformed by him. Well, I want to offer this morning that if you too want to get baptized, if you've never been baptized and you said yes to Jesus and you believe in him and you're following him, it's like 100 degrees outside, the water's nice and cool. That's a good preacher, right? Try to motivate me. More than that. If you've never been baptized, today is a great day to get baptized. This group of people will celebrate you coming to Jesus and, and making that proclamation. If that's you this morning and you'd like to get baptized, you've never been baptized, you can come forward. There'll be pastors up here. I'll be up here. Pastor Grant Armstrong will be up here. We'd love to talk with you and then baptize you. We've got extra clothes. We've got towels if you're worried about the logistics. If you said yes to Jesus this morning for the first time, you can say yes to Jesus and you can get baptized all in one day. We'd love to baptize you if you said yes to Jesus. If you cried out to Jesus today and said, I believe. I don't want to live like this anymore. We would love the opportunity to talk with you and baptize you this morning. Let me pray and close our time. And then we're going to hear some testimonies and, and do some baptizing. Father God, we love you so much. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you that we have an answer to the question, what is love? And we have an answer to the question, who is Jesus? God, I pray for those who are wrestling with those questions. I pray that you'll break through, that your Holy Spirit will break through today and call them back to you. God, we look forward to celebrating baptism here this morning. It's in Christ's name we pray.
Amen.